Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views. Alan Corcoran. Thank you for popping into studio to us. Tell us a little bit about yourself then. Um, yeah, so I'm from Bano, as you mentioned. Um, and I was I went to school in Danes Castle, secondary school in Ramsgrange Community School. And then I went on to do my degree, my undergrad degree in UCD and my master's degree in DCU. So tell me a little bit about, uh, say, Danes Castle, because yeah. it's it's an area very much rich in traditional music and everything. Yes. And then Ramsgrange, I know, is a very innovative school. So yes. growing up then, was it a, an idyllic, was it a happy childhood for you? Yeah, definitely, yeah. It was, it was, it was very kind of, school was very always encouraging of, you know, going to Ramsgrange and whatnot was very encouraging of different ideas. And if you were, you know, maybe different hobbies and things like that so you were able to kind of you know no matter what you were interested in you were able to pursue that and I did business of course for my junior cert and then economics for me leaving cert my teacher was always very engaging very encouraging because I always had an interest in those kind of subjects so and I know pre-COVID I used to go down there annually used to have their own little bizarre big event uh, where people would come in and they were all innovators weren't they they'd have their stands would you have got involved in something like that as well when you were there in the school Um, not really. I didn't do TY. We didn't have a TY my year, so there wasn't kind of that, yeah. d- uh, that kind of um, aspect of it. But throughout our business classes and things like that, there was always something interesting to kind of pick up and things like that. So, so you do feel that the school, uh, both schools, primary and secondary, had a huge imprint on you. That they they certainly motivated you to what we're going to get onto in a little while as well. They brought out the innovation within you. Yeah, I think so as well. And then my, my uncle is also an entrepreneur, so that was kind of an inspiration for me as well. Tell me about him. Who's he? Uh, John Furlong. He is he owns a construction company over in the UK. Um, so yeah, he's an entrepreneur. And that's kind of always encouraged me as well to be like, oh, you know, someone related to me can do that. So yeah. I could maybe do it, you know. That and was he work. a mentor to you then? When, is he aware of what you've been up to, what oh, you've been doing? Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he rings me nearly every week or every month at least anyway to kind of check in and see how things are going yeah. and I can ask his advice and things like that so that's really really helpful as well So I mean you, you came from a lovely part of the county Danes Castle you went yep. to Ramsgrange Community School and then you went up to this multi-thousand campus which is <laughs> yeah. UCD is where you went yeah. what was it like coming from rural Wexford going into that environment did you settle straight away? Um, no not like it was very overwhelming like you said it's a huge campus um i did arts with and the arts building is absolutely huge um and the lecture halls there was like 500 people in one of them so it was a bit overwhelming but um yeah got on really well there um it was great because you know you're able to pick the subjects that really suit you and kind of you know that you're really interested in so i did english and sociology and yeah it was a really good experience um and, yeah. Okay, so family-wise, then uh, you decided to step out on your own and do your own thing. What sort of support did you get from your family, or have you got from your family? Oh, you, know, you talked about your uncle. The rest yeah. of your family, yeah. Been. No, my mom has been amazing support. Um, you know, she's the kind of person you say anything to her is like, "Oh, we'll make that happen." You know, like there was times where I was like, "Oh, I don't think I'm going to be able for this," or you mm. know, obviously there's a lot of financials, big financial aspect involved. Um, but she was like, "No, we're going to make it happen." So yeah, she was a great support, and then obviously like my extended family. As well, and my boyfriend have been really, really helpful. Great. So let's get on to the main reason you're here with me then. So mm-hmm. you've taken us on your educational journey, <laughs> who you are, where you're from, the influence of your uncle, how your mum has been supportive of you yeah. and your extended family. You came up with an idea and it's to decrease a stigma. A stigma around what? Stigma around periods and kind of period products, period health and wellness, that kind of stuff. 
So when you talk about stigma, what are what are the stigma out there at the moment? So I think there's a lot of stigma and shame surrounding periods um, and it's kind of something that we all have to unlearn and work to unlearn and it's kind of, it's almost, it can be kind of innate in us, you know, you get your period, you kind of automatically feel that it's something that you can't talk about or you shouldn't talk about really, um, you know, because it might make other people feel uncomfortable or, you know, if you get it at a particularly young age, maybe don't say it in school because, you know, the other girls or people might not have gotten their period. And yeah, I think there can just be, it can be wrapped up in a lot of taboo. So it's kind of just trying to break down those barriers and really, you know, decrease the stigma. It's raised its head very much recently, hasn't it? In the world of sport, I'm not quite sure yeah. if you're aware of that, Jesse, but I believe some women have come out and stated like this is something that needs to be considered when it comes to the sporting context because it does, it does, it's very debilitating, isn't it, when it affects you? Did different girls get different reactions to it? Yeah, well, I, feel, I know there was a golfer, I can't remember her name at the moment, but she did come out and she was interviewed and she said something the interviewer asked her a question and she said oh I'm on my period and people were kind of blown away that she had almost admitted this or something you know like it was something that oh gosh but it was amazing at the same time that she did do that because it was kind of like oh Joe maybe you know because your period can affect you in different ways it can cause pain it can cause headaches it can cause you know just you to feel in a different kind of mood does it weaken you does it weaken you physically are your energy levels affected by it it can be yes especially during pms and things like that there's the different cycles your energy levels can go up and down and things like that so Hmm. it can affect you kind of you know mentally physically um but it's not kind of it's not a weakness or anything i don't think and i think that's kind of maybe people can see it as that sometimes but it's definitely not okay so what have you come up with then so my business is Monthlies and it is a period product subscription business. So basically um, we stock all eco-friendly period products that will decompose um, and they have recyclable elements as well. So the packaging can be recycled and stuff like that. So it's kind yeah. of reducing waste. And the great thing about it is that, you know, you get to pick the exact products that go in the box. So there's no kind of me telling you, oh, you can buy 16 tampons for X amount. It's kind of a thing where... Yeah you get to pick, okay, if I use eight tampons and seven pads, you can order just that. It gets delivered straight to your door. Right. And it kind of, you know. Okay, so the environment is very much to the forefront of what you're talking about then. So is there actually much waste around this issue, Jesse? There would be, yes. So in most kind of mainstream products, there is a huge amount of plastic, especially in pads. So kind of the pads that you might see on the... um, shelves in the supermarket can have up to 90% plastic content so Mm. obviously that's going into landfill when you dispose of it and it's not breaking down for hundreds or thousands of years so there is a lot of waste kind of generated in that way so our pads um, are made with any plastic elements um, have replaced we've replaced that with bioplastic which is made of um, natural materials so it's going to break down much quicker mm. when it ends up in landfill and then the top sheet is made with 100% organic cotton. So there's a huge environmental issue in what we're discussing this morning. Um, y- y- there's also a reference to GOTS, G-O-T-S, Certified Organic Cotton. What is this? Yes, so GOTS is the Global Organisation for Textile Standards which basically means that there is a standard that has to be met within the textile which is organic cotton and the whole process, the whole way up is um, people are treated fairly they're paid fairly 
you know, for their work, for their materials. So the process, the whole way up is kind of above board. Right. And if people want to, I mean, you're very keen on the whole idea of people should only use what they actually need. And also they can, there's an emphasis on recyclable cardboard and plastic as well, which you referred to there. Yes. So like if they come to your website and they Mm -hmm. they check all this, all this information is there. Yeah, all that information is there, kind of how to um, dispose of the products properly and things like that. Because I think that's a big issue as well. People kind of get something that's compostable or recyclable and they don't quite know, you know, which bin do you put it in, that kind of stuff. So all that information is there or on our social media as well. I mean, you talk about this topic and I believe you believe that this topic needs to be discussed an awful lot more, the whole topic of periods. And from a men's perspective as well, that partners and husbands and brothers and uh, and boyfriends, etc. are aware of this. What should men be aware of? I think just being aware, you know, that periods do exist and people do talk about them and you should talk about them. It's healthy to talk about them. Um, and even, you know, something as maybe simple as, you know, you could have period products on you if you kind of want to be helpful to people, you know, just have it in, if you're in school or in work, you know, something in your desk that you could give to a colleague or a friend to be like, oh, I have something on me. Here you go. Like that kind of just yeah. a bit helpful, really. How do you think we could help young girls to embark on the journey and be more confident and knowledgeable about this? I mean, listening to you, it will give them confidence because we'll podcast this piece as well. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, you're, you are very confident about your view on this. Yes. How can you make more young girls equally confident? I think it's like, you know, just talking about it, really. You know, normalising something by talking about it can make the world of difference when you, when, you know, a young person hears someone talking about a period or period health and wellness they kind of, you know, something in them goes, oh, okay, that's perfectly normal to speak about and we can speak about that and you feel comfortable. Mm. I think it's all about feeling comfortable because a lot of the times when period is mentioned, you know, even in school, you know, I know when I went to school, the the health and wellness and sexual wellness and all that kind of stuff, the classes, you were separated. So, you know, boys went into one room, girls went into another and it's like, no, boys need to know this stuff too. So, yeah, I think just talking about it really helps to normalise it and to make people feel comfortable talking about it. And to young girls starting out, what would you say? Um, I'd say just, you know, find what suits you. I think there can be an awful lot of pressure on people to use certain products. You know, this is more sustainable or that's more sustainable. I know my brand is an eco-friendly brand, but if something doesn't suit you, it doesn't suit you. And that's perfectly fine. You know, if you don't want to use a menstrual cup, don't use a menstrual cup. That's fine. If you want to use tampons, use tampons, you know. It's great to talk to you. Uh, And most importantly of all, what is your website? Uh, Monthlies.ie. Thanks for joining us in studio. Thanks for having me. Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Chat, news and your views.